Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamek Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being with, with us today. We have a wonderful guest today. <laughs> Rebecca Azer is the co-host of uh, or let, let me let me say it better. Rebecca <laughs> is the host of Like It or Not under the <laughs> Benjamin Dixon Show's platform. She is an insightful independent journalist with ev- with a very informed opinion. And one of the reasons I wanted her here is because of said informed opinion with a passion. Welcome mm-hmm. to Politics Done Right. Rebecca, how are you doing today? Thank you so much, Egberto. Um, I'm doing really, really good. Um, I I'm happy to be here. You know, this is uh, this is funny because I've been invited to speak um, on a lot of people's platforms, and I just don't do it much because I'm usually really busy. But I absolutely, you know, I love when we have family friends to the show, and I think that you are one of them. So I was like, let's just go ahead and let's get right into it. So I I, I am your first. Uh, this is my first outside of um, our show when it comes to politics. Speaking about politics. Um, so this is this is wonderful. I'm happy well, to be look, here. I am honored to have you here because let me tell you, from the time I started appearing ever so often on your show, I am just I am just enthralled with the passion that you guys bring to politics. And I think um, most importantly, it's a lot of fun. Like I watch you in the mornings, and you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about just about everything that touches <laughs> the average person, right? Yeah. And yeah. and and that is and to to, to be blunt. I am starting to learn uh, a few things because I, I tend to be sort of a straight Arab politics guy and that can get sort of boring and watching you guys is just, it, it's just pleasant in the morning. Let me just tell you that. No, oh, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Um, literally being on the show and meeting people like you guys, uh, it's great because we're all talking about the same thing, but we probably package it different, but there's right. nothing wrong with, you know, just being on the same, the same way. Right. And we all look different. We all speak different languages and things like that, but the message and what we're trying to do is all the same. And I love it because we have these different generations and usually there's like a, a division there. And the fact that we can have you on the show and you, I can see literally where you are with it and how you put down the information. Uh, and then you can actually like, you know, come on and see how we do it. And my thing is to do it in a fun manner and, uh, you know, and, and bring people on so they can have fun too. But at the same time, like also get educated by people like you. So this is why I think it's so good for both of our worlds to blend, but for us to accept each other at where we are, knowing that when we get whatever fight it is that we're fighting for, it's for all of us to be okay. It's for all of us to be good. So, And we all do it together. Now, let me, let me tell you, I want, uh, first of all, I want folks to make sure and always tune in to the Benjamin Dixon Show. Tell us a little bit about uh, when your show's at and time and how they can get there. Because that's if, what, one of the things I want to start doing, Rebecca, is making sure that we all co-mingle and we let people know that there are different places to go to get different flavors of good actual information. So talk to me. Yes. So, well, basically you can um, find our show first and foremost, every morning, uh, Monday through Friday on uh, YouTube, the YouTube space, Facebook uh, space. We're on Twitter as well. Um, But YouTube is our uh, prominent format. uh, And we, we stream from there every morning at 8.30 AM. We have a DJ. Yeah. Eastern standard time. Yes. So everybody gets a little like, Oh gosh, I got to wake up in the morning, but they still catch us. And you can also catch it um, after we uh, record as well, because we'll have it on live play 
Friday for you, but um, 8.30 in the morning, uh, we'll have the DJ start you off for a little bit, you know, uh, and enjoy that. And then we get on and we'll just have a conversation a bit about, about our day and then we'll go right into some politics. Sometimes we'll have um, some guests on like yourself or some pol political guests or just different guests that come as experts on a subject matter that may we may be talking about um, so that we can push further the issue that we're talking about um, or just come from the mouth of the expert because uh, sometimes we're not experts. I mean, we have our commentary and we do give you the ideas and the stories, but it's so it's so much better to have these uh, representatives sometimes, uh, these activists, um, just all across the board, these other media uh, members in the same space as us. So you guys can come and, and find that. And then we have news that's for the, for the culture, uh, like millennials like to say, like we like to say it's for the culture. Uh, sometimes where things are happening within the Black community that won't be covered on any other uh, mainstream media. Uh, and we, we like to talk about that and get to like different conversations about it. And uh, I like positive news. We do this thing called Black Joy because sometimes we can take you through a heavy, heavy start of the day when it comes to politics that could actually break you. And then so I like to end ending with something positive for people. It could be a quote, could be some videos, uh, just something fun for us to just have conversations about um, when it and, and, and most uh, first and most of all, it's always going to be related to black issues. So, well, let me let me tell you, I want I want the audience to know a little bit about Rebecca Azer. So give us a little give us a little bio about Rebecca, because, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, when you listen to your commentary, you actually see that you are everybody's woman. In other words, you go out there and uh, people can feel that the things you talk about are things that they are going to live through. I heard you talking yesterday when I was on your show about what you went through, some tribulations you went through with the job, et cetera. So tell me mm -hmm. a little about you first, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions about that as well. Sure thing. So um, me first, again, my name is Rebecca. <laughs> so um, I am Haitian. Um, I come from, you know, I'm a product of uh, immigrants uh, out of Haiti. And uh, I am a journalist, right? I started out, I went to Florida A&M University, uh, which is a predominantly, uh, it's a it's a great, I call it the number one HBCU in the nation. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a predominantly black school, a historical black university out in Tallahassee. And I had the blessing of going to that school where I uh, got a degree in broadcast journalism. And I used to do local news there. And I also did the local news for the school. I did the local news uh, for the local news station there. And I also did radio. Uh, coming out of there, uh, I left and went into, I moved to New York and I started working for like reality shows and working with them and fashion journalism. So I'm all across the board. And then when I got my master's degree, uh, I moved over to Atlanta uh, and I got my master's degree in what they call new media, what we see where media has changed and we were able to flip media in the social media space, doing like uh, using your Twitter or your or whatever to put out news or YouTube. Uh, so I got my master's degree in that. So I'm well versed all across the the platforms when it comes to uh, media and journalism. And uh, so I partnered, I started, I partnered with Ben. We used to work at this company. That's when I got into politics. I was never really into politics. I was just used to, as a journalist, regurgitating the news, not really being able to have an opinion because how they frame it is, you know, you have to be unbiased at all times. Although I wasn't realizing that some of these companies that I was working for had picked a 
uh, chose a side, which made them biased. Uh, and sometimes I was complicit and I didn't understand at the time uh, with the stories that were being uh, told. And I want I, I, I want to break you one second. I, yeah. Please remember your trend because you just made a very, very important statement that I want our audience to realize. When Rebecca says that uh, she, in, in old media, it was always spoken about, we have to be completely unbiased. In other words, this person says, the other said. But what she realizes is that there was implicit bias in what was actually chosen as the story. So yes. that stuff about the media being unbiased was never true. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted people to understand that because it's a very important point you made there, my friend. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and I, I say that because it's something I had to learn as a journalist. And I have so many other journalist friends who had to learn that as well. Uh, some of them still being in the mainstream media and some of them having to go on and start their own. Uh, I was blessed with an opportunity that just fell in, in, in my hands after I graduated with um, my master's degree. I just applied for a job and uh, the uh, the company wanted me because I was Haitian and to them I was exotic. I talked about that on my show today. I was exotic and I could speak about the Trump issues. Uh, and so I, I, I was working for them, but little did I know I would meet Benjamin Dixon, uh, who is my co-host, Benjamin mm -hmm. Dixon, and him uh, to you know show me actually, hey, you know you have a voice in this politics thing, right? You know you don't have to just be straightforward talking about Trump or or having these conversations that don't mean anything to you. You know, you have because outside we'll have these conversations. He said, if you feel this way, change your stories to that so you can speak and have your opinions. And I started seeing the benefits of that. I started seeing that, oh, my goodness, I actually have a voice. I actually feel something. I'm actually learning about politics and I'm teaching people who aren't on the higher level or the lower level, but regular everyday people about politics. And it doesn't have to be worded in this way or it doesn't have to be worded in that way. This is just like, hey, I'm just like you and this is how I feel about it, you know? And it, and, and it just really, from there, I just began to grow and began to grow. And I started changing the stories from just Donald Trump to black women in their healthcare, to uh, black people and their lack of knowledge when it comes to their local legislators. I started learning and teaching and that was really what got me to uh, a place where I'm like, I want to stay in politics, but I also want to add some culture to it as, as well. And I also got the chance and the opportunity to talk about Haiti. And that was the biggest thing for me coming into politics, because I was able to tie the two together, American politics and Haitian politics, what's happening in Haiti, how America has had their foot on their necks uh, of, of Haitian people, and you know, how it ties together, um, how I can reframe the narrative of how people view Haiti as the poorest country in the Western atmosphere, like it's just it, hemisphere, but it's just been a, 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 a roller coaster ride, but it's been beneficial. And I don't think I want to leave politics, but I can also add the things that I love also within that, that realm too. So that's really been uh, uh, my, my, um, my storyline when it comes to that. I know it's all over the place, but one no. thing about it is I stayed in, I stayed in media and um, I took a break from media. And, and, and had to go into corporate because I, I spoke my mind after and working for- You have for, to pay the bills. Yeah, I had to pay the bills. And, and media doesn't always pay. Right. And you, working- 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I want. I, I you were talking about Haiti, right? And yeah. I, like one of the reasons, like I said, I love talking to you is because you always bring up these subjects, uh, and that that covers issues today that I actually want to expand on. You brought up Haiti, and you brought up the poverty in Haiti, right? And people always look down and say, "Oh, look at the poorest nation on in the hemisphere, and it's a black nation," not realizing that Haiti was the first black independent country they revolted they did what the founding fathers of america did they yeah. didn't like working uh taxation without representation labor mm -hmm. without representation you know exactly. and and interestingly what they never tell you is that one of the problems with haiti is the blockade of the americans and others because they were a free country and that that the slaves the former slaves had to pay they had to pay france for their freedom and they have been doing that for centuries centuries and that is and henceforth the poverty it is yes. the same capitalist system screwing a country and taking away their were with all so I, I i just had to say that once you brought up haiti and yeah uh, it, you know it, it, you know people yeah. have to understand oh haiti is not a basket case Haiti was made an issue by the capitalists of around the world. So yep. just thought I might say that. Anyway, sorry to uh, to interrupt. Oh that. no, I know I know that. See, I, that's what I do. I might I might start talking, and I have this point. I have this point. I'll take it everywhere. So um, yeah, that's a that's a that's another look. That's a story for another day. Right. But I'm glad that you pointed out all those things, and I want people to go and research those things and how they tie it together. American politics, American uh, leaders, and how they've had their foot on the neck of Haiti and how we've been having to pay France for our entire existence of being free after we fought for our freedom against our oppressors. But go ahead and Google that. It's a simple Google search and you can find it. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, um, working in politics, uh, I, I actually, me and Ben grew something and we decided to break away and do something even bigger, uh, working with the well-known activist. We always do this, but the, he shall not be named. But we worked with a really well-known activist, huge activist, and we grew something there. And then I realized that not this is when Ben started teaching me not all um kin folk is skin folk that's what he said or not all skin folk is kin folk just because they say they're an activist they're fighting for it then you get right with these people and you're excited to work with them and they're not doing the work so um I had to break away from that because I called him out I called that particular activist out and he's uh, very popular and I called him out I said hey this is not you're not doing the work that you said you're doing uh, you you know you're stealing you you're just you're you're stealing content you're doing all of this there's nothing being done um, Ben is the one that's doing all of the work Ben is the one that's pushing these things and actually wants to do it with his heart and um, you know because I spoke out about it uh, you know I, they it was a hard situation because now I felt like I was blackballed in the community little old me spoke up against a huge activist and uh it was like uh now i'm so mentally stressed i had to take a break so i went into the corporate world i said i'm just gonna take a year off i'm going to go into corporate me going into corporate uh and i can't name my business i would love to name the corporation that I work with. <laughs> but people if people go down my timeline they'll put two and two together <laughs> and realize but me working in corporate uh and uh, i thought it would be great just to sit down for a little bit take a breather as i figure out um you know my my way back into politics and it honestly was a struggle um because i don't like being told what to do in that way, sitting in a cubicle farm, uh, all of that. I just started realizing and unpacking as I worked in the corporate environment 
wow, this is a jail cell. This is like people are in cubicle farms. People are sitting here and it's that you're doing the same thing every day. And I was like, I don't know if I could stay here and do this, but how they wanted to keep me and how they kept throwing uh, themselves at us to, to make us stay is, hey, look at the benefits you have. And I can't deny the benefits are amazing. For an American to have ins insurance is a big deal. And I, I absolutely needed insurance, especially with like my pre-existing conditions with me uh, having to go to the doctors and me having surgery uh, to have like uh, cancerous cells removed. You know, it's expensive. It's very expensive. So them throwing that at me, I'm like, oh, okay, I get to stay. But then I keep looking around at all the people and I'm like, these people don't even have service on their cell phones to call their kids. And me being me, working in this environment, like I challenge the managers and there, there's roundtable meetings and they're like, oh, they got Rebecca in the room. And I remember uh, my manager saying, he's not even the manager, he's a supervisor. He says, uh, hey guys, I know you guys feel robotic, but you'll be our robots and that's okay. And I was like, oh, hold on now. Oh, wait, hold on, wait a second, excuse me. Uh, are you calling the people here robots and saying that they're supposed to, feel like just like they have no lives, no ambition, no anything, but they have to be robots and basically slaves for you guys. Is that what we're saying? And he said, yes. He looked at me and said, yes. That's Rebecca, yeah. that is, you, you uh, again, you come into the narrative that not only what I talk about, but what I write about. Let me tell uh -huh. you something, okay? Uh -huh. It's interesting that you, I, I said, and you remember when black people used to be slaves? Mm -hmm. They had the chains on them or the whips. And I said, you know, America no longer has just black slaves. America has black, white, and every other slaves. Because what you just uh, talked about with the capitalist structure that you worked in is oh, nothing yeah. more than antiseptic slavery. Uh, where most of the people, when you speak against that, the chains are in their minds. It's no longer on their wrists. It's mm -hmm. the chains in the mind. And yes. what what you what you do with your show is unchain the minds. Mm -hmm. And and that is what is so important about having your presence there. Yeah, there are too many of us who just abide. Too mm -hmm. many of us who just co uh, acquiesce to 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 the system. And that's why it has lasted. And that is why I'm so impassioned with meeting folks like yourself and Ben and others that are out there educating other people, because that is how we are going to make a difference, not just for a few people, but as you merge these audiences and you go out there, you're talking about people listening and they're saying, wait a minute, Rebecca is a young woman just like me. Maybe I can be inspired yeah. by her. Yeah, yeah. And Egberto, like, let me tell you something. I used to be somebody who had a chain mind. That's something that I was like, that's just a systemic thing. You don't even know that you're just going through every system from when you get to school, when you're being educated and you know, you're just going through. You don't even know that this thing is just naturally coming to you. I thought you were supposed to look a certain kind of way, talk a certain kind of way. At one point I used to get, oh, you talk so well for a black person. And then I would tell them that I'm Haitian. They're like, oh, wow. And you speak another language? You, you, wow. You know, it was just all of that. And I thought, wow, I'm not normal. I have to, I, I can't be myself uh, when I go into school. My father used to tell us, don't you speak, don't you go there and speak Creole because you know how they're going to do you. They're going to put you in Esau. 
They're going to put you in, the, in, in those programs where it's for kids who don't speak English. Uh, you know, things like that. They're going to cap you. And I went through the system doing that. Like they would do that to me. And then finally, when I, I got to college, it wasn't until I got to the HBCU uh, that I was taught to break free from that mindset. They made us read a book uh, called uh, The Lies My Teacher Told Me, where I actually was taught about, um, you know, who actually, how Columbus didn't found anything. He didn't, he didn't, there was nothing that that man founded, but we celebrated him every year in our education system. And, you know, so for me to break free of that, and then for me to go into the media space and have to break free of how I was taught to be in a media space as well, uh, I wanted to show people that as like, hey, you can be unchanged, you can still do the work and still be okay. It doesn't matter how it's packaged. Uh, If you're doing it, you know, if you're doing the right thing, it'll all fall together. It'll all come in line. And it's gonna be for some people considered radical and it's, it's not, not radical, radical at all. It's not <laughs> radical. It's not racial. It is real. One it of the reasons that people want don't want to um, talk about critical race theory uh, or, or talk about race in general in schools is that uh, as the as young people, irrespective of race, realize what the the genesis of this country was all about. The genesis of a lot of countries were all about. It was about dominion. It was about patriarchy it was about supremacy and all these when people start to figure that out the good kids i don't care who you are all these kids around are going to say we don't want that mm-hmm. we are all you know we're all the same we're all and, and that is the biggest fear that these guys have and that's the reason why they don't want to teach critical race theory because <laughs> suddenly all those white kids in school are going to say all the things that my parents used to tell me is really crap yeah. All the things that I learned in history was really crap. You know, and I, I am supposed to revere people that considered me three-fifths of a person. I am supposed to revere people who said, I'm supposed to call these people great that mm. said, I am going to make the whole Western hemisphere with people with melanin be less. I'm supposed yeah. to revere that. I am supposed to revere that, oh, well, you know, uh, Columbus discovered America. I'm supposed to revere that somehow it was great to, throw Indians off their land, sign a treaty. I'm supposed to say that we are, we follow the law when we sign a contract with the Sioux Indians and when we find gold on the Black Mountains, we kick them off the, the, the land. Mm-hmm. We, if we are truthful, and this is not anything against any individual person, this is against a system. Yeah. And if we don't learn these things, we are not empowered. And again, uh, you Ben and your cabal. I, I love I love DJ Triple X. Love DJ Triple X. He keeps me going, man. But but let me tell you, that is that is what we do. So look, Rebecca, I wanted you on. I wanted your spunk. I wanted your spirit. I wanted to make sure that people know who you guys are. I oh. ask one question at the end of every interview that I do, and I say, tell me something that I should have asked you that I didn't. Um, oh, this is such a good question. Um Let's see. Mm. Well, this is a simple one. Uh, this is because it's like it, it's, it follows the get to know me. Uh, what are other talents that I do or have beyond media? Right. Okay. Um, I I sing for a Haitian band. Uh, really? Yes, I sing for a Haitian band uh, called One Twenty Seven. Uh, formerly of the the main singer for the group is formerly of the big group called Zen, 
um, Z-I-N, where the main artist there was Alan Cave, who is an internationally renowned artist from Haiti, uh, still living in Haiti. Uh, and so definitely I'm happy to be, you know, a part of that where I can enjoy my Haitian culture. I also, so I also sing. So I also sing and dance. So that's my thing. That's how I keep my Haitian culture alive. And the music is a big, 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 big part of Haitian culture. And it um, it's influenced things like Zouk in um, the Ivory Coast in Brazil, like things like that. So yeah, that's that's what I that, that's what I do outside of um, media. And, and outside Rebecca, of working for corporate. <laughs> uh, well, I, I but you know what, pretty soon, when 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 folks realize that uh, like uh, like it or not is deserving of patrons through the gazoo, just like we here at Politics Done Right are trying to get patrons oh, through yeah. the gazoo. Oh yeah. Uh, people are gonna start. Uh, I think I, I think in the long run we all get the support that that we need to keep these types of platforms going, and then you're gonna be able to say corporación adios. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Corporación, adios. adios. But look, <laughs> Rebecca Azer, co-host of Like It or Not. Look, <laughs> it's been my pleasure to have you on board. Uh, thank you so kindly for being with us. And we are going to talk again because you know what? There are certain subjects that are going to come up that I'm going to say I got to get you on to put some context on that subject. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you so much, Egberto, for having me. And you know I can get to talking. So, you know, that like, when you come on our show, you uh, we, I come on yours, and we just get the conversations going. Thank you so much. You got so that much. right. Thank you so <laughs> kindly. All right. You have a good day. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.